1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight
0: In today's podcast, we tell you all about Mourinho and Pulis preseason. What's that all about? Uh, we introduce you to a new game, it's called Pause. Uh, and stick around to the end because one of our listeners has an amazing tapas 11. Hello, welcome to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch, uh, Notorious Sid, and uh, and Chris Stark with me. Uh, is everyone okay? Good,
1: really good. Good. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, yeah. So the last episode you would have heard from this podcast, aside from the Friday one, was the Crouchfest episode. We've had a lot of messages about that one. <laughs> yeah, there's been, been a lot out there. A lot out there. Oh, you know what? Mad reliving it, isn't it?
0: It really is. Yeah, it's it's nice to go back over kind of what you think, and still now
1: today we've come in and regrouped, and still more stories are are coming out. Um, a couple of podcasts ago, uh, before the Crouchfest one, we were talking about Sidwell Snowmen as well. Mm. We're getting closer to Christmas now. It's sort of kicked into the season, Christmas lights are on everywhere, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh we're not really getting the weather so far, it doesn't feel, for too much snow. No. I don't know when it's yeah. coming.
2: Um I mean, I think it can happen. I think we'll we'll definitely see some carrots being shaved. Uh and someone actually did message in to say about pouring iron brew as well. Well, what over oh, on, on, on the head? On the top. I don't know how that'll that go to down. It
0: freezes. Yeah. Well, uh, I suppose
2: if you piss on a snowman, it goes
1: yellow, doesn't it? Not that we should with... that, but it's <laughs> kind of people. <laughs> no,
0: look at Steve Sidwell. <laughs> but imagine you saw a kid, right, out just building snowman. I thought, oh, that lovely sat. Then you saw him pissing on him and then pouring iron brew or shaving a carrot on the top of his head. <laughs> what kind of a kid's that?
1: <laughs> but there's a lot of these sort of. Um, Winter wonderlands and Christmas themed places, isn't there? Garden centres and things like that. Mm. So we're not talking about doing anything too major. But if you can adjust whatever their snowmen are, mm. even the fake ones, to just be, mm. if you spot a Stephen Sidwell
2: snowman, please yeah. let us know. And yeah. well, Christmas is a big deal in our house, so I'm sure the wife will. It's massive. Take is that... this on. Yeah. It's massive.
1: Yeah. Do you go fully big? How big do
2: you boys go? Mm. Do you get, like,
1: company in to do the lights and everything? We've done
2: that. that. We have done that before. Yeah, we've done that before. But the wife absolutely, like, she loves it. I mean, she's a hoarder of Christmas decorations as well. We've got, I mean, we must have four or five Christmas trees. I have to say. Like, around the place. Like, I'm talking. Five? Yeah, for different rooms. Just, oh, there's got one in that room there. There's got to be a small one there. There's got to be, like, one there. You know, they're, like, centrepieces in rooms. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: we, Ab does the whole lot as well. And she does it very early. Mm-hmm.
2: But num-
1: numerous Christmas trees yeah, as
0: yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, two big ones. Yeah, usually about two. Usually
1: two big ones usually. Right. When you say big,
0: oh, they're massive. Yeah, I mean they're bigger than me. They're not as big as puddings. <laughs> <That's but> not- <laughs> who's on the top of your tree? Um, I usually do that like a star. Yeah, she she loves to decorate them. Kids do it.
1: They they look they. She
0: put- prides herself on her trees.
1: What should we? I mean, maybe this is something we could look to create the sort of the thing for the top of the tree any thoughts what about Virgil that could be good oh, it? yeah nice
2: well if we're, if we're talking I mean about Pete Schmeichel who used to come out and do that dive oh, yeah. the, star, the, old like staff, the star the star dive that's nice in, his green, in the green like you know that kit that was Schmichel-esque, yeah. wasn't it mm. There's some creative There's some listeners lives. out
0: there. I'm sure they'll come up with something to put on top of the tree that is related to the podcast. That'd yeah. be great. Uh, but obviously, it's, you know, Christmas is coming, I suppose, and, and our Christmas ad's out again. Yeah. Um, we have to say it's it seems to have been received really well. Mm. Um, you know, this is something that we did in this room, created, you know, you said it. Uh, obviously, we jumped on it and and, and it's become a, a Christmas ad and, you know, very pleased that Monks and Spencer's got involved
2: <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it's rivaling the big dogs. I, I think it's going to go down really well mm. and it can only get better in 2024. Mm. I seriously believe that. Yeah, there's, well, keep, there's
1: more to come. I think what we should say thank you for is the amount of people that have been sharing it as well. It's kind of passing the pod, which mm-hmm. has been nice about it because it is ridiculous. And also what I love is the comments from Absolute Carls underneath that are sort of treating it as if it's the official Christmas advert mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of think it's a disgrace that... A podcast should be doing it or or, or any of us individually involved. Um, I'm really here for that, actually. Yeah. And uh, we'd like to rattle a few more calls out <laughs> there as well. Bring on the Carls. We <laughs> really like rattling Carls on this pod. Yeah, so keep on it's sharing fun. it and uh, yeah. get it out there, guys. Yeah, get it out there. <laughs> we need to be number one. Right. Um, today's podcast, though, Back to Football Business mm. after obviously a really fun Crouch Fest one. And then we did a, the messages episode the week before, which actually we got through a bizarre amount of stuff, didn't we? No, I'm always a big
0: fan of the messages yeah. episodes. I well, think watch, we do watch,
1: get, we, yeah, we do get through a lot. And I think last time one of the questions was that
0: it was it was kind of like a, there was a horse whisperer, wasn't there? Out uh, last week, <laughs> last week. <laughs> you know, a whistle. You called it a whistleblower. Uh, Sid's for it was um, a, a horse whisperer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was so glad that when you said it, because honestly, it was racking my brains for about five it? minutes. What is it? <laughs> Horse was. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> he
0: said in the, West Ham went away and didn't, didn't train. Um, so it got me thinking about mm. actually, kind of, that's a mid-season break. It got me thinking about pre-season. So I think today, we'll talk about pre-seasons. All right, cool. Let's get into this then. Do you know what I want to get into, Sid? What's your first recollection? Do you remember, ever remember your first <clears throat> pre-season as a
2: as a YTS and as a as a professional player? Yeah. Uh, first one as a YTS at Arsenal, we went to Belgium, I remember. Um, and it was just typical 16-year-olds out of school, going on, uh, bearing in mind that we'd been together for a long time, obviously, in our team, through the years. So we just couldn't wait to get stuck in and do pre-season general day-to-day, but then go abroad. And you're like it is like a wild bunch of animals are not you really and but it was like remember lads this is do you get the the talk this is the arsenal you're representing you know, every time you put that badge on you're out and about you're representing the club um but yeah we was i remember one night someone made an idea up to obviously all congregate into one room and then turn the light bring in a towel put a knot in the towel wet it and then turn the lights off, and then it was just a free for all. So you're just whacking. <laughs> I it, yeah. That was just one of the nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just yeah, but that was the first one as a YTS. Yeah, yeah. but like we was at Arsenal, so we had to, you know. Mm. Kind well, of what, control what was as that well. first experience like? So when you are you on a normal
1: plane? So you're going. A- Abroad at that stage, are you? Yeah, I mean, at, yeah. the, the, at that stage at YCS level, yeah. I mean,
0: you're on a coach, for, you might go down to Devon, or do you know what I mean? Or you might go, yeah, on a normal plane. If you're going to Belgium, I shoot, yeah. shoot you in on a normal yeah. plane. There's no, yeah. no, so logistically,
1: someone's then. having a sc- a school trip vibes, right? Yeah. That's, That's exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly, yes. right. exactly yes. what it yeah. was. Yeah, so yeah. people are having to organize a load of kids into, you know, all the front seats of the plane or something, or like you can't be scattered around everywhere. And then I guess keep you all controlled.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that quite a hard job? Whose job is that? Because that's not a manager at that stage, right? This is some logistics person. No, that would be that would have been the manager. Yeah. That would be the manager. Yeah, Man, back, so the it, manager it, at coaches. that level has to Yeah.
0: Well, I suppose the, that's the only person with the real kind of authority, because they've got the opportunity to make you a player. You know, that everything gets back. So it's like, you would be you'd be scared of the manager and the assistant manager in the youth team. I was. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I would you yeah. always want to impress them at every opportunity. So they've got the authority maybe, to control that amount of players, you know. But I always remember my, my first uh, one was, I think we went to we went to Devon with QPR. And I'm talking like after I was in the youth team at Spurs, QPR got into the first team and I'd, I'd left. I'd, QPR had bought me for 60 grand and I went to QPR and I was now kind of the first time I ever I felt part of the first team. I never felt it at Tottenham when I was coming through because I was in reserves and I never really felt part of the first team. I never went away with them. So then, with QPR, it was the first time I was away, and I remember rooming with um, Leon, Leon Jean. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, he was at Arsenal for a while. Yeah, yeah, mean. yeah. And he was a bit of a kind of a bit of a loose cannon. He reminded me of he was like the Welsh Jermaine Pennant. Mm. I don't know if that's a, yeah. a good analogy. Yeah, I think, very good. Really good player, but he reminded me of winger, and he was a bit bit loose maybe at young age. Mm. Whereas I was really, really trying to kind of. You know, because I remember he was never in the room. And I was just the room to my own, basically. <laughs> and then uh, he was up to, you know, all sorts of bits and pieces. But I was obviously trying to trying to make it. And then um I remember being so nervous on that first kind of pre-season trip. And I was just doing everything right. I was right at the front. Of the, I was parched, basically. And I think kind of it stood me in good stead. You know, obviously, I ended up playing that season. And, and that was the making of me. But that pre-season to me was very... That was the one pre-season that I felt kind of I was I was so on being a footballer that I was was, nothing else mattered
1: to me but it feels like a school trip with consequences I don't know if you viewed it as that at the time because you were just so young but the idea that if you really pissed them off or fell out with the teacher the manager in this instance your career could be done
2: oh yeah you were scared like back there like again you probably mentioned a load of pods that you've done before when we grew up, the respect level from us to staff was huge. And in, and also from us to first team, like you would never ever speak to a first team player unless they spoke to you first. If you was in the corridors, you'd have your head down and if they said hello, you go, hello. Like it, it, like it was never sort of nowadays, they just sort of go in the gym, they're everywhere around the, the buildings. Um, yeah, but the respect level was, was huge. Mm. But the thing is, unless you're like, you know, Wayne Rooney or Michael
0: Owen, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the slightest thing is can be the end of you. It really, can and and it was so cutthroat then as well. I think when certainly when but you we, were self-aware we, enough, because, aged yeah, yeah, hundred percent yeah, yeah. to, to, to be that. to be incredibly respectful to be. But I think that kind of discipline stands you in good stead later down the line. You know, you always have that kind of that discipline instilled in you. Then it was it was different to how it is now, um, and, and 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 it's not a bad thing. you know Life evolves, the world evolves, but how how we were kind of brought up in that like how disciplined it was I think it stood me in good stead
1: as a, as a person really um, going forward. Do you see it different with players now then? And do you think that is something that isn't just a new thing? You don't just become a, a huge name footballer now without having obviously the experiences that you've had from a young level going yeah. up through the ranks do you think that obviously where you say that stood you in, in, in good standing for them when you are professional and do you think some of the players that you and there were a lot of conversations around relationships with managers yeah. and what you doing social media, da da da, um, playing FIFA when you yeah you know when you're not playing a game? Do you think that is as a a result of perhaps less discipline? Do you see that when you go back to the clubs and yeah. involved in the setups yeah. there?
2: Yeah, because when say say like you forward, fast forward a few years on when you're going away with the first team now for the first time, you're doing all the jobs. So when the team gets off the coach, you're helping the kit man get the kit from the coach to the airplane. Even or, though you're part of the first team. Yeah, yeah. Even though yeah, even though you're there to you know improve your career and you're part of that first team squad, you're there to know that you're helping out. Mm. Whereas now, I think they've got staff to do that. So if you're in that mould and you're in that first team squad, even at a much younger age. From, yeah, I think it's more of a case. I remember when we went away with Brighton and Rob Sanchez, the keeping out uh, at at uh, uh, Chelsea, uh, come over from Spain. He got off the bus, a few of the youngsters was like helping out and he just got off the bus with his flip-flops and just literally just walked off. And he was like, Oi, fucking what are you doing? Get back here, help them boys out. And he was like, what? Because like, that was just his culture, he didn't know. Mm. And then he had to sort of muck in, he, he weren't happy at all. Mm. But you'd like to think that would have maybe just put him down a little peg to... Mm. Yeah, that was like improve. if you were the youngest on a on a bus. Like I remember
0: when I was QPR, I was like I was like nineteen. As soon as you 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 get in there, obviously the, the the senior players will get on the on the back of the bus. Like I'll be sitting there kind of the front, and it'll be like uh, Oi, oh, like get the teas in. T's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't know. No, no. But like some of these journeys are like four or five hours, and uh, I'm basically up and down getting the T's in <laughs> the whole way. <laughs> Who were you tea boy for, Crouchy? So, <laughs> uh, for uh, Steve Steve Morrow, Carl Reddy, Chris Kwamea. Um God, there it was just it was uh trying to think of other players there. I mean a lot it was quite Tim Breaker, Ludic McClosco, uh some good some good senior professionals there. Um and that, you know you wouldn't you don't answer back, there just, just you get remember the their tea orders? Uh yeah, it's usually like you usually milk and one or milk and you know I can imagine you know, if it's, it's
2: not right, It's
0: has yeah, it's back like out, and yeah. the worst thing is it's like back then it was like DVD players. You know, you put your DVD in. You know, you start it, and they can see you just about to just about to get into it. Press play, ah, get a teaser. You? <laughs> 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 you just say you have to take it all out, like, on, you know, And you're just making a tease, so and that's part of part of growing up. And then, did you have people that were you were making tea for you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right through until we, even when I was at Stoke, like between, you know, just just before I retired, you know, some some of the young lads there were um, were making were making teas, the ones that were kind of new on to the bus. Um, you know, maybe their first away trip. Anyone we um, know they'd be making teas trying to think uh now you had Tom Edwards, the right the right back who, who got in the side. Uh, 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 no nah, nah, I'm trying to think who who would
1: who would have broke through now. Who made a lovely cup of tea for you?
0: Um Nathan Collins playing yeah. the Prem now yeah. um centre off mm. at a, Good a tea. Brentford yeah. um you know he was coming through that time I'm um, trying to think who would be playing now. Lovely tea. Yeah.
1: Lovely tea. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't think who, who else would. They, they should would put do. that on the stats when it comes up on his. Yeah. yeah, no. yeah.
0: Harry Kane uh, at Spurs. Yeah. You know, he got on the bus early. He'd have been making the teas and carrying the kit.
1: You know, he's done all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that discipline was, um, if you're saying. Perhaps it's not quite the same culture of 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 that level of discipline now, and um, I think you look back on it in quite a fond way. Is that fair oh, to say? No, yeah. It's
0: brilliant, and I think it, you know I don't begrudge those older players going. You know, get the tea, like that. It makes you, I think, and it it makes you go. Oh, I want to be the one asking for the teas yeah. You know, it's like that. It's yeah. like a kind of hierarchy that I think is that it, it, it was in football that. I, I quite liked. It was like, oh, one day I am going to be yeah, ordering tea. You know, you it, did was, it. it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just you know, I want to be the, I want to be a player. There were so many factors of being a a professional or a first team player that you kind of wanted. I want someone cleaning my boots. I want someone. You know, there is so many factors that go around football. But I don't, I don't know what it's like now. But I'm, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's that anymore. But that's probably a good thing.
2: A season is the absolute start of the team bonding start. You know, you're, you're you're it's the same kind of uh, weekly regime training, but it's a different environment. Sort of, you know, you're away from the training ground, but it's this it's the start of everyone coming together. When you're training, when you're working, you know, you're getting you, you, the runs you're doing. You're getting beasted, They're getting horrible to you because they want you to pull together to get through it on the training pitch. And then there's always element where they go. You're, you're going to get a night out boys or you're going to get a day off mm. and that's what you wait for hmm. because you always say to the boys what are you packing
0: they go, I'm packing a <laughs> pair of jeans <laughs> you, always, you always pack one <laughs> pair of jeans but like, it depends what manager you get but you might get one you, you know but it's all about getting ready for the season that's the, that's the main the main point of it how did you find it says obviously there was two different kind of pre-seasons for me there was the one where you went to um, Austria there was the ones where you went to Norway, ones out yeah. the way, Sweden. Yeah. The ones where you just ran your bollocks off in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then obviously later on in, when you were playing for big clubs like Chelsea or Liverpool or Tottenham, you'd end up going to like Australia or America. It was,
2: yeah. it was a chance oh, right. for them to make money out of
0: mm. a pre-season.
2: It's funny, isn't it? Because the second one, I'm sure we'll go into that in a minute, but the, the managers hated. Because mm. the first one was all about the prep High altitude, how uh, high altitude training out the way? It's really focused. Whereas the commercial one, they're like, we don't want to get what, the jet lag. We don't want to do that
0: traveling. Yeah. You can barely get training in, and then come come day one of the Premier League season, it's like, well, we haven't we haven't really prepared properly, you know. But the clubs' pressure comes from above. It's like you got to do this, you got to do that. So I think you know it's something that has
1: to be done. But if you ask any Premier League manager, they'd rather do the Austria trip. <laughs> yeah. So how how was it decided where you would say go pre season? Why was it these places that were? Because surely a pre season you want to be preparing in a way that is going to best suit you for the games that are coming up, right? Yeah. Predominantly in, the, in this country.
2: Yeah.
0: So uh, why wouldn't you just? Well, I think the ownerships like if you're if you're an American owner, right, and you can go to um, Japan mm. uh, and earn a fortune um, oh I, I get that from, from the
1: commercial if you're yeah, saying yeah. split so them how into two I mean the first one yeah like it's the Austria the Norway yeah. sorry sorry, the, sorry. yeah for, so, for the fitness ones yeah I mean they
0: were brilliant I think like you say like I think it's a nice if you get a nice training facility you know in the middle of nowhere where there's not too many distractions um, it's perfect really and I actually loved, I actually really enjoyed them yeah. I don't know how, how did you feel when you used to come back after the summer I mean and did, did you run during the summer before
2: yeah. preseason, yeah. So I do not a lot, not a lot. Say we had six weeks off in the summer, I'd have a good three, four week downtime. Me, and then the last two weeks I'd gear up and then go into it. And then you normally train for about a week, aren't you? First of all, mm. you get your kit, and all it's, the newcomers come in, and you know youngsters arrive, new ones that come up, and new signings, and then you go away. But then them, them Austrias or the the uh, them, now they're, they're like ski resorts. Yeah. But in the summer, so, true. so literally, and the hotels are fantastic, and the food, yeah. and you are out the way. But as players, we will get into where water can't. We will sniff a one, night out. What was that one we went to? Was that in Sweden,
0: where where there was actually a downhill slope? Yeah. Uh, in. In the hotel, so like you had the hotel there, but it's like like when you yeah, see like you know sk- those ones you see on the Olympics, where yeah. you're like Eddie the Eagle, <laughs> yeah, like that like skiing, yeah, ski but obviously it was summer time, so yeah. obviously it wasn't. No one was using it, but like you basically we had to go to those places, in the middle of nowhere where the air is just so pure. I remember going to Switzerland, um, Interlaken in Switzerland. Yeah what a beautiful like you would never go there really and you'd never know it existed but interlaken in switzerland is the most beautiful place that it feels like it feels like you can drink the, the the rivers you know like you know like i felt like you could literally i reckon if you were thirsty drink that river and you'd be all right like it was so clean the air was so beautiful um the the mountains were just it was and you just feel physically fit. You don't touch a drop of alcohol and you run all day. You get up at seven, and you're running and you're doing weights and you're training for and then you've got another, three sessions a day every single day for a week. You come back just how good do you yeah, feel? Yeah, like you I, I used to. I was it's like kind of a natural high. I think I used and, to love it and I
2: miss that a lot. And you'll always play that two or three game, maybe probably two games, isn't it on that week or 10 days and it'd be a sort of a warm-up kind of game against like a local local team, team yeah. that's still with a high decent standard but mm. you know it's just a first prep for the boys to get their legs going and then they'd send, send in like a the Bremen or you'd have a, a, a big one to finish with those you? German teams in pre-season oh, yeah, that, was,
0: that was never fun yeah brutal they, they were they were well, so they would take it so seriously yeah they? So, it was like because their season started, I think their season started a week before ours, didn't they and that yeah. a week's a long time in pre-season they were always a ahead of us yeah I remember playing with Liverpool once I think we played um, god what was the team again it wasn't a top German team we play, we played them and oh my god I was like they absolutely fucking destroyed yeah. us and I thought oh my god we, what the hell? like because they were so fit but then I realised it happened every year mm. the German team and that's so, just a week of fit, a week of fitness no, can like,
1: really make because I guess my us. I guess my ignorance of this would be what difference does preseason genuinely make? Like, oh, I guess it's, a nice it's, it's experience, massive. but the physicality of it—does it genuinely no, change it's, it's in, big, in one yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. You can change if, I, if yeah. you
0: don't have a whole. If you imagine, you did, if you were injured or whatever, yeah. if, and you didn't have any preseason, you went into the game one.
1: Yeah,
2: you'd, you'd feel like yeah. shit.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah, you would.
2: Yeah, and and some managers, I'd say the majority of managers that I played under, always went where there was a golf course near that'll be your downtime yeah. mm-hmm. or your, your little golden nugget to say right boys you've got the, the afternoon off here and you got a day off there and it'll it'll be penciled out ready and you say right whoever wants to go golf if there's an allocation there whoever wants to go and chill out or go to this place um did you go to Indian? Evian, we went to Evian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we went and played some great golf course, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that. so, that's the ladies open
0: there isn't yeah. it? Is in Evian. Yeah. And, uh, and Evian's obviously where the water's from, right? Mm. And then you fly into Geneva. Literally drink
1: the rivers. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, the type of <laughs>
0: fucking place we go to. It's like, it is genuinely that beautiful, isn't it? Like, that's where they get yeah. the water from. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, uh, it, they're, they're stunning. Like, and there's not a lot to do, so it's perfect for a group of but lads to be brutal. there.
2: it is It is regime as well. Like I remember Gerard Houllier, we um, we done a like a half five six o'clock in the morning session, fasted before breakfast, up run. Yeah, yeah. Then you Tiny come back. Cruise, then you have breakfast. Then you uh, whatever the, train the first session, rest, gym, rest, next session, and it was like that every day.
0: Same with Pulis, obviously Pulis is um or Pulis. Mm. Uh the the sessions obviously are it's quite well documented, I think, about his pre-seasons And um they 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 were they were crazy. It's like he, he kinda of tried to break you. It felt like it was a bit like an army camp. Um and talking of army camps, I actually did I went to Bovington Army camp with, with Tottenham uh, and trained like as 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 like the army would, which was mad. But Pulis ones like we were on a bike and we were gathering about half six in the morning. And it's it's like still pitch black. Everyone's fast as we had no breakfast. And we we've got to do these um hill runs. And then um, he would get the destination because the hill would be like that, like it, it was a joke. And you'd have to just be up it and down it, up it and down it and up it and down it. Until some lads would break. And it was almost like he didn't trust them if they did. So you know I
2: mean it was like pendant, bro, pendant off the bike yeah. and carry it up didn't he? yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. it was easier kevin jones um put it <laughs> oh, on what? the shoulders
1: so you weren't allowed to do that
0: you weren't allowed to get well to you were sort fair, of judged just, a bit no 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 it was about getting up the hill and in all honesty i was the same i stayed on the bike but i mean my quads are i'm not a Stephen sidwell yeah <laughs> <laughs> quad kind of guy right i was i could i was struggling some of the lads pinged up robert hoof was like that ah, yeah. boom I, I no I'm not Dean Whitehead I was seeing them like flying up this hill I was like how are you even doing that I was going so, I was barely moving but I was still on it <laughs> barely
2: mind. I was like 34 now but that, I am still that, going up these hills one of the last ones we done at Stoke did was there because you used to sometimes cycle to training because it was so nice there you'd go right there'd be like 25 bikes Amazing. outside and you'd just cycle to the training and I remember was it on the last one there was like two or three electric bikes yeah yeah so it was a racer who could go and get the electric bike first, and it was only, it was like a steady, just nice, gentle plod um, on a normal bike. Yeah. It was like, and then people come back and hide in these electric bikes like, around bushes <laughs> and trees. And I remember we signed Cameron Jerome, right? And Cameron Jerome's
0: it was it was his first and he, I'd already done one he said what he's like I've heard a lot of big things about this pre-season he said I said this is fucking hard mate I, tell you. I said you get ready for this anyway we're on this bike we're going up it, and he'd he go, I don't know how much more of this I could take I went mate I said this is the hill to get to the hill I said we haven't got there yet he's going shut up he's going yeah you're right he's going this is tough I said you know, I swear to you it was, the hill, it was to get to the start <laughs> this seems
1: more like that SAS
2: show. Yeah, yeah. it
0: feels more yeah, like yeah, you're being like drilled, that. like yeah. rather it's than. It's changed
2: now. I mean, there's elements where they still oh, do changed. that. Part. I mean,
0: even towards the end of our career, it yeah. was
2: like the balls were out day one. Yeah, Joe's had them out from day one, and he was just like literally, he'd look, he'd get the ball up, and he'd pick it up, and he'd go, "This does your running." And he said that was it, and then we do obviously we'll do some shuttle runs yeah. and some base fitness. What this would do your running? This ball. What does that mean? Well, instead of you running around the pitch. Let this do the running for you. Oh, well, if you right. yeah, keep hold of the this ball, will do the I running. Need to run, do you? Yeah, <laughs> so you just yeah, you like you just literally just wear the ball into the ground. Yeah, and that was it from day one. Wow, but it's, it's changed now, isn't it? It's like, like, oh yeah, I mean, it's changed. I say, Dicey it's still throws the odds. Yeah, one yeah, in, he, in he's there. He's got what, he's got one called Gaffer's Day, right? He goes so like
0: day one or whatever. so like or once a week it'd be like this is the Gaffer's Day. So like all the sports science goes out the window, and it's like I'm just going to run the bollocks off you, basically, and it's horrific. But it's a test of the kind yeah. of mind. And day. Body.
1: Yeah, so, so, so he can basically like, he said, decide yeah. what everyone's, without any science backing, yeah, no, no, without, can, yeah. oh, they must no graphs or anything, yeah. this is purely there's mine. There's no graphs, there's no belts,
2: there's no, <laughs> yeah. so I oh, will just have a look at a uh, f- 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 for me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's good. And you know there's no hiding place now, in training. So we know a lot of, the, you know, the, obviously, the GPS and stuff like that. So afterwards, it would literally just track you after you've done it. Well, now they do it live. So you'll have someone sitting there with a laptop, and everyone out there running, will it'll get, so they can see if someone's ducking it, or someone's hiding, or someone's doing too much, they don't have to go, right, you need to taper him, he needs to come down a bit, He he's not doing enough.
1: So the thing is, right, when you turn up at pre-season, you're all various different fitness levels, aren't you? Mm, And I'm assuming you're off the boil because you've had a couple of weeks off, generally speaking, if you've gone and enjoyed yourself. I find that kind of bit of it fascinating. I find the idea that you can turn up to a a pre-season, then I'm assuming they, what, weigh you, do all of this Mm, stuff. And then do managers kind of go in at that point or are you sort of given time to Managers work it out?
0: Really, you won't really come in with all the sports scientists. And, you know, that that body fat thing, obviously, you know, I, didn't, I never struggled with it, but players were so nervous about that. No, no, you, how did you feel yeah, about it? Yeah, I was all like, right. I I'd, never really, no. like, obviously, it didn't bother me, but like there were players really nervous about the first testing. Yeah. Because you get fined if you're over, because they'll weigh you even when you fat. come into pre season. Yeah, because they'll, they'll, they'll weigh you, do your body fat. Um, at your at peak the during the season yeah. and then expect you to come close to that Wow! Yeah. and if you don't
1: which obviously players w- wouldn't um, yeah, there was fines. you get fined yeah. so that first day of pre-season you'll have to it, this is some sort of get, ceremony, get is it? The first, the first day. Yeah. Oh, is oh, fat- it? doesn't <laughs> sound, doesn't sound You're good. You're getting fat shamed.
2: Yeah, there's there's oh, loads. Mate. The first day, everyone as well. Oh,
0: oh. Is, it, <laughs> yeah, is, it, is it? Is it actually
2: it, like that? It's in. Yeah. Is yeah. It, oh, it's, it, sometimes we actually seen the. It's, uh, it's in a room off the dressing room, isn't it? Right. So everyone's in there walking around and they can see. But the first day of pre-season now, you'll have the fat test. Um, you'll have uh, like stretch tests to see how far like your stretch your your movement patterns go. You'll have your teeth checked, eyes checked, mm. heart echo. Every- everything's done on pre- on day one pre season now. But Everything. but on the flip side of that is like. How- for you personally, right? It's
0: like having all the best doctors. I get, you know, I get, like I yeah. like yeah. your, your heart checked. You know, your 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 bones, your 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 muscles, everything. Like you, you couldn't be any fit. No.
1: You're, you're quite lucky to uh, be yeah, yeah. able and to I, get that monitored that. from that.
0: Yeah, yeah I love that. Like I loved being stat fit. Like coming back pre season with for me was yeah. I, I enjoyed my holiday, and by the end, I was like. I can chomp a little bit to get
1: back in. Did you view it as a kind of health MOT as yeah. well, that yeah. you could actually go and and sort of have a bit of a, because, you know, I've actually don't think I've ever had a full no. health MOT yeah. sort of thing. But yeah. if you're regularly getting that, it's quite a it's safe feeling yeah. as and a human being, a doctor, isn't it?
0: every single day, right? He's in every day, he never office offices, and you go in and you've got like any kind of issue or you can go and see a doctor. Like yeah. just having that,
2: you know we're lucky to have it this is really bad I'm retired what five years now nearly six I haven't even registered with my local GP you still see the doctor from the club every now and again yeah but I should I should You really register with you my... You probably should. <laughs> I should do, shouldn't I? Uh, I'm expecting one of these healthy MOTs to just go into on the first day pre-season. Yeah, well that's yeah. Like, but
0: that's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that just sums
1: up kind of like where you are as yeah. footballers, isn't it? You just forget about the real world. Well, maybe we need to make the real world in some ways a bit like football. So let's start with the podcast, you know? Why don't we commit to pre-seasons for the podcast where we go to Vegas for a week or two? Well, we we'll do Vegas... It. O oh, beach, oh, Vegas, O oh, beach. <laughs> we come back. We're then given come full back. health MOTs. We, yeah. we
0: all we all in we'll front of a, each other. We'll get a full on
1: MOT. Oh, we we'll
0: look yeah. after ourselves, and then we run the box off And then off. yeah, and then we do do Appreciate the podcast. It. Do it. You go through it, that. No, Stop the drinking. Wow. Right, and we is it to a degree. To a degree, and and uh, but we get healthy, and yeah. we, we we get healthy, and we get ready for.
1: Podcast one of the season. Well you abstained before Crouch Fest, uh, for a few days, didn't you? Because as yeah. you put it to me, you wanted to have total clarity. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I abstained. Did it help? Yeah. It, well yeah, things were clearer
2: and I was chomping at the bit. <laughs> Bridgie didn't take a, a leap out <laughs> of
1: This next part of the podcast is sponsored by BrewDog. As you know by now, we've been raising a glass to Hazy Jane all month. A very different beer, really juicy, and because it's unfiltered, it has this cloudy look, which is where the name comes from, Hazy Jane. And that's what has led us on to an exploration into the weird and wonderful world of nicknames. So Crouchy and Sids, as we know, you two often go by nicknames, several different nicknames. But apart from the obvious, what other ones have you had in your time? Well, I just think about it. my mates call me. My mates call me
0: tallest. Um I've always been called mm. Um So obviously crouchy to probably to, to the footballing world, but to my pals, four, five, six lads that I went to school with, they've always called me tallest. Um I've had long shanks. One of the lads calls me shanks still.
2: Um, well, I had bonfire bollocks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I just wasn't expecting that. That's yeah, great. I just wasn't expecting that. Wow. Well, it's just what obviously people assume is down there, isn't it? But it's obviously. I wish you'd said all of this before Bonfire Night. We could
1: have had loads oh, of fun. Oh, God. Honestly. No. I just never know where this is
0: going to turn. Yeah <laughs> you know
2: what it is? The one person done that, Bobby Zamora. Yeah, nice. Oh, but, I don't know if we can put that one out there, but. The Bonfire yeah. one? Yeah. But well, it's out there now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's when you're in a football ground, like, half-time, and someone starts playing That's over, over the tannoy, you know when the music's getting pumped in. That bonfire. <laughs> or, can we request any stadium that Steve Sidwell's in? If you listen to this, I think you'll get away with it because it's a popular song. We just need to hear Katy Perry Firework. <laughs> and if we hear that we'll know we'll know <laughs> I'm on fire as well a little yeah. bit what yeah. about what about you have you had any ones well that, fate, you, you know, know? I, I, last time I told you one of my nicknames was Sugar Babe it went horrendously yeah. <laughs> for me. they're on pr- promotional tour at the moment <laughs> and it seems to be any TV show they're on any promotional picture that goes up or anything I get tagged in underneath Dude. like one for you Starkey <laughs> one for you <laughs> yeah. like um, so I don't think I've got any other nicknames in the tank, really. But, you know, this podcast seems to just give birth to them Yeah, yeah at no, various it, really points. Does, <laughs> it really does.
0: It really does. It just kind of just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Some of the listener ones are absolutely outrageous. You sent some crackers in, so let's uh, press play on the best listener voice messages. These are spectacular, usually. And as I mentioned last time, uh, we'll send out a special video message to our favourites of the month. Here come the voice messages.
2: Hello, fellas. Big fan of the pod. Big fan of barbecue and starkey. Love it. Uh, a friend of mine is a farm worker, and uh, and one of the other farm workers on the farm is very, very parched towards the boss. Um, he's constantly connected to him. Won't leave his side. He's like a little puppy, so they call him toenails because he's that far up the boss's ass. You can only see his toenails. <laughs> That's close. Mm. That's nice. (laughs) That's close.
1: close. Keep up the barbecuing as well. One more?
0: Yeah, let's do another one.
1: Good morning, everybody. Uh, I want to give you a nickname
2: of one of our friends. Uh, His name's actually Jack. Um, When he was 18, he come out with our Sunday League team on a Sunday afternoon.
1: Uh, Turned up in a tartan shirt. And uh, ever since then uh his nickname has been shortbread very
0: good love it keep them coming in uh big fan of them
1: big thanks to everyone who sent in a nickname and a story over the last few weeks we do love hearing them and as crouchy has mentioned last week we're going to send our favorite ones a special message from the pod as a thank you plus you're going to get a crate of hazy jane too so that's good for anyone else if you've yet to give hazy jane a go then why not Head over to BrewDog.com where new customers can get 15% off, that's Crouchy's old shirt number, using the code CROUCH15 at checkout. Enjoy.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***
2: are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass."
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash
2: switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Did you both have situations where you turned up and you were you were off the boil? And how do managers deal with that generally? Do they kind of... Is it a bit of an arm round you? Is it a bit of a an angry sort of thing? I guess this is different styles with managers, but maybe yeah, yeah. just a couple of examples of where I different smug, managers. You were know, I was not it.
0: really smug because I was I was naturally fit and, and and naturally I didn't put on weight. So I, I was kind of like, you know, kind of laughing at some of the lads who, who struggle with that. Cause I I was like, I just didn't I just I can't put on weight now. So you know, it's, it's just, I've got the opposite yeah. problem. You know, I've always tried to put on weight, I can't do it. So I had no issues with that, and I was always physically up fit to be up the front with the running, with with even the young lads. Like you were fit, like it says you could have
2: Yeah, I, I was uh, lucky enough. I was naturally fit, so I didn't have to worry. Um, but it, you'd there, there'd be no shaming in front of everyone, would there? Like, no, the manager that, would always like sort that. of like have meetings with staff, and they would like behind the scenes, and they'll go, "Bloody, hell, like he, he's come back bad," or. But you'd always give it that first week or first few days and then because they know once the players get into like our training reg- regimes, we're we'll burning yeah. five, 6,000 calories a day. Mm. So, you know, they get into shape very, very quick. So you always get judged by the first game or second game in that pre-season week. And if you was having a stinker, they'd be like, oi, and you, you fucking, you're a disgrace. You've come back, blah, 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 blah. You need to buck your ideas up. Were there
1: managers what? that were quite relaxed about the start of that pre-season. What was Mourinho like when you first turned up? Would he be sort of just away from things, just keeping a watch? Or was, did he kind of see this process so many times that yeah. he just knew you'd all catch up? Yeah, and...
2: yeah. Everyone's got different levels so they group the people so like, the like Lashley Cole would go in with not the defenders. Do you know what I mean? The, like, you know, the It'll go in with the wingers because of, of his energy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So everyone was grouped like together, so there was no when you're doing the runs, no one was absolutely not like, car- the towing a caravan. Um Who's the fittest you've seen, Sid? The fittest I've seen like uh, destroyed the run and came back. Bridgie like... Bridgie was definitely up there, like ridiculously um fit. Uh James Did... Milner. Yeah, Milner. Millie was, Milner. Fuck, Millie's yeah. Millie's freak as well. Machine. Really, free. Still, yeah. like he was topping like the Liverpool sh- stats, wasn't he? Like when he yeah. before he left as well.
1: Did you do you? What were the kind of classic preseason not games but tests or things that you would do? Mm. The bleep test, I assume, yeah, is yeah, it's yeah, just. Yeah. I used to love the bleep
0: test. Did you? I was always good at it even from school. I remember I was I was good at that, so I didn't mind it. But like I remember there was one at, when we were at, uh, at Tottenham in the in the youth team, in the youth. I don't know if it was like with you, but that was dog eat dog that was harsh and then I remember one lad struggled with running and it it was we'd done a game it was like basically Boyo he was a Welsh lad <laughs> 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 even the nickname was harsh. Boyo he used to uh, he used to go and he'd be a lap in front of us right and then the game the managers used to play was catch Boyo Jeez. Right, so and everyone was like, and they were they were basically said so the manager ran with Boyo because he was a very good runner. So really, like dogs re- at the dogs. Really it was like player. that sort of thing, so chasing like, a hair. Yeah, basically like the hair. Yeah, so then he would go off, and they they just make him go and go and go. We'd all be going, shh, fuck out, like slow down, Boyo. <laughs> <laughs> slow down, Boyo. <laughs> Yeah, we'd have to catch him. And so basically when you catch him, you can you can drop out. So would you so some, keep some, some going player's off.
1: You have to go round and round and round. You just round keep going until, until, you, you until you've him. gone past him. Okay, but if Boyo wow. got so far, like if Boyo was quick enough, he some of you would never catch him,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, but you've got to remember that he doesn't want to run, but the manager's running him so much What a game. that he can't be too bad, Yeah, but he also doesn't want to flog himself and kill everyone else. Tough, wow. yeah, but I mean, that's that. It was, <laughs> yeah, tough it was, game.
1: It was more brutal then, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was in that those sort of pre
1: season games and things. They were different to what you would do ordinarily at training, yeah, or what? Or was there was it largely the same as
2: what is in the the, the matches? Um, or no, the I just first... mean like some of the training, like oh, yeah, some you of would these, never do the training and like chase boyo, sort yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, yeah you <laughs> would not yeah, do that in that's, that's yeah, old school. I was about 97, so 98, probably, yeah. Yeah. It was more. It was all tapered now. It's all like it's all science, isn't it? Your first couple of days, you are probably doing a more long distance space running. Then it starts working its way into short, sharp in- intensity. So. Yeah. When,
0: when I got to Liverpool, it was like I said, a Paco Estrada. Obviously, yeah. he's uh, a system with um Unai Emery at Villa now. Uh, he was brilliant. He was under Rafa, and uh, everything was timed. Everything was there was a reason behind everything he did. You know, and uh, it didn't actually feel that hard to me because I've done. Runs in Epping Forest, you know. When I was when I was at Spurs, or uh, and, and and you just ran till you were sick, like you know? like one of those kind of things. Um, but now it was like it was a reason behind everything you did, and it didn't feel that hard. But it was you got a lot of benefit out of it.
1: And what about the games? Let's talk about some of the preseason games. So, I is this true? And I think we had it with Watford at one point where we'd signed a player, and I can't remember who it was. it's oh, gonna bug me. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to say Scott Fitzgerald, mm. but we'd signed a player from Northwood Football Club, and part of the deal in the transfer was that the full first team would have to play a yeah, pre-season. Yeah, you a lot, didn't it, yeah. at Northwood? Yeah, and it was part of this deal that yeah. had happened. Great for fans, you know. Great that we could go down to Northwood and to so yeah. the ground there and and watch a full. But that it, I think there was an insistence that it had to be a full first team. You couldn't just be fobbed off with a Watford. Yeah.
2: Yeah, know,
0: yeah. Yeah. 11 yeah that's so of true. Yeah. yeah you see that a lot I mean you still see it sometimes don't you but not as much really.
2: we had we went we oh, Fulham we went one step further we signed Brian Ruiz Costa Rican no Costa Rica yeah uh, captain and we he went to Costa Rica that following pre-season really yeah so it was clearly it was part of a of promotion then. thing as well but um, yeah there was loads of them loads of What's them Costa Rica sort of, like Costa Rica was lovely <laughs> it was really nice uh, yeah yeah I know, I know. people that go on holiday. The it's love one of them it. as well. You go. You go to so many beautiful places that you don't really get to see. Yeah, yeah, I've been. We see. have. I've been lucky enough, and same as you, been around the world, playing football around the world, at the most best places. But you don't get a chance to see it because you train. You're on a coach. You're back into the hotel. Mm. You're not allowed out. Were those preseason games,
1: especially against teams that were probably benefiting from your presence there? Were they? annoying games for you as players because surely you were up against certain teams I'm not just accusing Northwood of this by the way where that was their biggest game of right. the season yeah. potentially and they would want to go in on challenges and would want to win and maybe did push it further were they slightly more scary games than just playing pre-seasons against other big teams that it was kind of a general yeah. ex, accept, accepted well, was pre-season because I've seen,
0: I've seen players um, do the cruise in like a game against Telford yeah. On, you know on, and, and on a pre-season tour or you know you'll, you'll be down there I think it was Woodbury Park I believe it's it's called I remember we played a few games down there and uh, a couple of teams from I like Exeter or down that kind of way and like you know you, you're out for the season if you get injured in those games but then also also when I was a young player scoring in those games gives you the opportunity like cuz you get a chance mm. to play with the first you're like oh if, this, if I've scored or done well in it yeah. I think got another you know, opportunity maybe if I stay in this I can get in the first team yeah. squad for, for, for match day one
2: I think that's the biggest change now in pre-season pre-season 10 20 years ago it would be play start playing non-league and the games would build up and you'd have one the last one or two would be your big ones yeah, wouldn't yeah. it now you're going out and you're playing like the boys that went to what was the um, the American series you've got Villa yeah, yeah, Fulham yeah. Chelsea, Newcastle. So you're coming back. You're off season. Obviously, you're letting your hair down, but you're also thinking, "Wow, we're going straight into some serious oh, games." Yeah. yeah, they're all yeah.
1: filmed. All looking glossy. Skills challenges. Where do you stand on this? Yeah. Because this is where Havertz had a bit of a tricky start.
2: A <laughs> tricky start. <laughs> <You> see it. <laughs> 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 the, the, tricky start. The, the,
1: what was the the volleys one, wasn't it? it With was the ball. Was it? I yeah, think he was the first player then. in MLS
2: history to. Not he, he didn't score one, did he? Yeah, in, the, in that skills challenge. But but there's preseason pre-season. Yeah, but
1: it's pre-season, and sh- surely he isn't, there shouldn't
2: be this sort of pre-season. Where do, you, where do you stand on that? No, I don't like it at all. No. <laughs> well, are, you, are you talking about early exposure on players? I'm just I saying, like televised <laughs> <laughs> <everything's still laughs>
1: around now. the world, like these skills challenges in, in a stadium that's not pre-season anymore no, that's, that's just straight harsh, up right. season performance Yeah, like, 100% yeah, I mean, you've got to be bang on it for
0: that <laughs> don't you? you've got to be the best Like, I'd rather be better for that than you know the actual <laughs> season
1: because you'll get exposed there <laughs> massively yeah you almost need a pre-season for the pre-season yeah, if it's going yeah, to be yeah. at that
0: level that yeah. level, that's too much that no I like the odd, I like two or three games behind closed doors yeah I, I do yeah and then, and then, the up up and then you have that level where you like right okay
1: I guess it depends on the use of pre-season because as you guys were saying earlier, there's a difference between the pre-season for fitness, the, the skills challenge thing that we're talking about here, which, you know, mm-hmm. make of it what you will. I don't think it it put habits necessarily probably in the best mind frame going into the season or I don't know, you guys will know better, whether you can distance and separate the two. Yeah. So there is a question about the effectiveness of something like that on a preseason, But then you've also got this huge commercial element to it as well. And you were talking about the trips to Japan or to America Singapore, to, to fulfil, sort of it's sponsor did Everton and yeah. Arsenal.
2: Imagine you playing Everton and Arsenal in Singapore. Like 100 not, degrees. But, are
1: these are the ones where you turn up and you're getting looked after and you're getting greeted with... Great experience. ...greeted with necklaces of flowers and... Yeah, and well, that t- that's
0: happened to us in...
1: in Singapore...
2: <laughs> i <laughs> in Singapore. Yeah, I couldn't go anywhere. as blood. soon as we got off this plane, right in Singapore, we got into the airport and there, it was carnage. There's people going everywhere. And All you heard was "Fita, Fita, Fita, Fita." Was who was Fita?
0: At first, I was like, "Who's Fita?" But yeah, it was it was me, and it was it, yeah. They just love. They just love it. They absolutely love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine having. <laughs> Because he had to take, he's two meters tall. <laughs> they're about one meter. Everyone had a sore back towards the end, didn't you? Yeah, it,
0: was, <laughs> it was mad. It was it was a mad feta scenario. Yeah. I'm never
1: going to look at feta again now. Oh, without... yeah. <laughs> but they ones, yeah. the
2: ones that, they're, they're ones that are abroad. Though, it's
1: so nice. I don't know. I told you about it when
0: I went to Japan with Liverpool, and uh we went to a shopping centre. It was me, Steve Finn and Scott Carson. We walked, walked out and then it was like 20 people were behind us. Yeah. But then there was 30, then it was like 50, then it was 100, mm. then it was 200, then it was like 300 people, right? I'm not joking, they were 30 yards behind us. So, you know, when you walk and then you can hear something and it got louder and louder. And then, it, but then they, you turn around and, and they've, they've stopped yeah. and they're just looking and you go, what is going on? And you just keep going, and you're in and out of shops and then the, the crowd's getting bigger. And then, by, just before the end of, the walk. We got back to near our hotel. I turned around and said, "What? that like, what's going on?" And they were like, "Oh!" And then they come over because they're so polite. They don't want it. They didn't want to yeah, engage yeah, yeah, or yeah. ruin your day, but they just wanted. They wanted obviously pictures and stuff, mm. but they didn't want to encroach on your on your day. So they just walked behind for, until you engage with them, and it was amazing. And and then obviously then they were we had loads of pictures or whatever, and and we went in the hotel, but it was just totally different kind of place yeah to here mm-hmm. but like great experience
2: my um my maddest pre-season chelsea was crazy we went to la la state of beverly hills mm-hmm. that's a bad one i remember seeing that one and thinking oh boys that have nailed it this year off. yeah <laughs> that was that was and then we trained at ucla mm-hmm. and that is a town within itself the, the facilities there was was ridiculous and then we was having a party up in Hollywood Hills with Snoop Dogg and Serena Williams. I mean, it was just mad. Well, they were just host, you guys. Yeah, just was... just the team, or was this yeah, the, like wider yeah, the team? There was like a big red carpet thing, and there was yeah, all celebrities really. going there, and yeah, it was that was pretty crazy. But the my mad one that I really sticks out, and it absolutely defies football science and logic. So we, I was, we was at Villa, and we went to Marbella. We went to Port Manus. In July, nice right <laughs> height season, nice wow. And we stayed literally about five minutes from the port, and we trained at nine. <laughs> what idea was that? <deal> with that? <laughs> <So> <laughs> this is this is incre- Who was managing at so the time? Martin O'Neill was manager, right. okay. And we entered the Peace Cup. So this Peace Cup normally goes one year in Europe, mm. the next year in Asia. So we entered this Peace Cup. So we're staying in Port Vell in July. Uh, it's like f- mid thirties. We had to train nine o'clock in the morning because it was too hot to train after, and then the rest of the day was free, and I mean free, right? So it'd take one or two to go, <laughs> you go for a walk, <laughs> <laughs> right? So before you know, we were going for a walk, and now nothing ever got out of hand, right? We didn't go mad, mad, but we we'd have a few bevies every now and again, and it got daily. We end up winning this competition. We beat Juventus in the final, and the day before. We would we'd have about six. We'd have had about six <laughs> <seven> eight beers, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we we're playing against
2: Del Piero in the final, <laughs> and we we're beating him on pins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow! And then yeah. obviously you win that was so that was a cup, wasn't it? So yeah. you win that cup. It's only right you celebrate winning a trophy. Well, you're yeah. surely
2: allowed to celebrate yeah. winning a trophy. Yeah. So we, I think the final was in. Um, we had to go somewhere. Seville, I think we had to go somewhere and we beat them in the final and then we celebrated that night and, uh, yeah, that was the start of... I think we finished fifth that year as well. Mm. But team bonding, it was brilliant. But, mm. I mean, yeah, Portmanous in July. Yeah, that's absolute madness. madness.
1: Do you feel with those... one? Well, that, I guess that's... That, that wasn't necessarily a sponsor-led one, was it? You were going for that tournament.
2: We was going for that tournament, yeah. We actually yeah. won two million euros. That's that, uh, not a per person for the club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it was a financial thing for them as well. But yeah. there was well, we beat Deportivo, we beat Malaga, uh, Juve in the final. Wow. So it was a big, big comp. Yeah, um, but yeah. It but was... those
1: those sponsor sort of pre seasons that you got to do, I, I get the impression managers would hate them.
0: Oh no, no, no yeah. we, we went we just went hate to, them. we went to
1: Nigeria right uh, uh, with Portsmouth,
0: and we played. Obviously, we had Caru, so he was like a legend. Obviously, there Man United were there as well, and uh, we played Man United. In Lagos, and everyone got like ill. It was terrible. Everyone was sick. Um, there was a huge bug going through United's team and Portsmouth's team. I was like, "What kind of a, what kind <laughs> what of, of pre season is this?" Yeah, the they were pre- all like they, they they were talking about calling the game off because there was a huge bug going through. In the end, we got through the game. It was actually a really good game, and the crowd was was great. They love English football out there. It was it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, it was it was it's not. Oh, we should be prepared for,
2: for yeah. a really. do you know what was hard going on, them long distance ones it was um, when they used to when you used to stay on the same time frame uh, time zone do you know what I mean you know, so where you're four or five hours out of sync you train yeah, at the yeah. same time as if it was England it was oh, really weird because right. so, it would be better for your like, time. we did that in the world club championship jet lag it only works for ain't. your jet lag for one or two
1: days when you get Back, right? Like, it feels like what you're actually doing though is training at the wrong time yeah. of a natural day.
2: Like, yeah, that's that. That all this is all that all comes into it though. Is that, like it was, <laughs> yeah, I, bit, I, I never I, liked I, I couldn't adapt when, when, when
0: no. we went, we went mid season, you know, that World Club Championship. Obviously, we won the Champions League at Liverpool mm. 2005, and then we played a World Club Championship in Japan. And it's mid season, we were only there for two days, yeah. So, you know, the the time frame was tote, So me and Steve Finn were playing Mario Kart at like three in the morning in our rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it. I remember playing Mario Kart mean we got the, we got the World Club Championship final. It's so the Champions League winners and the, you know, the, the, the Asian Cup mm. winners or whatever it was um, playing in the final. It's like the, for the World Club Championship and we are playing Mario Kart three in the morning <laughs> the day before the game. <laughs> I, I couldn't sleep. I was like, fins you uh you asleep he was like no fancy game america <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's like all day <laughs> what about um just talking about some of these preseason tournaments that happen mm-hmm. uh or, or big games let's say community shield for example yeah where do you both stand on that like as a I, fan, I was kind of liked it because it, it felt like the first proper match yeah. where you could. I think that's the one you take. That, like,
0: I think the team that plays in the Community Shield is the team that starts on Saturday, right?
1: Yeah,
2: the next week, surely, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's always the near enough the weekend before the yeah, league starts, before, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was used to be the build up, didn't it? And it used to be massive because that was the first or the last big game of pre-season yeah. the first game before the season everyone would look forward to it I used to go to a couple of um, charity shields or community yeah, shields back
1: I played, it in the telly I played
0: the
2: one we played Chelsea at
0: Cardiff when mm. Wembley was getting built and I scored the winner so I was like I was I, I'm not going to be one sitting there going nah I don't agree with it mm. I, it felt like a trophy to me I I remember scoring a winner Bellamy crossed it over headed it in in front of you know, eighty thousand in Cardiff Millennium Stadium, and like, to me, it was a trophy. I lo- I absolutely well, loved don't, it. Don't
1: don't you feel it's only not a trophy if you're the losing team? <laughs>
0: exactly right. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, who cares about that? But like, it's not as if I go home and go, "Oh, there's my Community Shield." Uh. <laughs> there's my Community Shield medal. <laughs> I've I've ever done that, but still a special moment.
2: Yeah. What well, What do you think, Sids? Oh, I've made Say my Chelsea debut in the Community Shield. Did you? We lost to United on pens, George. Chelsea United, two thousand. No, you probably weren't even (laughs) born. No, two thousand. It was before that. Two thousand seven. Oh, with Wembley, it was. We lost on pens. But he was a big advocate of like Jose at the time. That starts the winning Mm. mind frame. And is that the team talk that the manager gave for that? Yeah. That it was a start. Look, Wembley
1: we want to be back here
2: this is it it's a final at we Wembley yeah. as I'm a pre-season saying,
1: yeah, yeah. it's know, mad, isn't it, it's it?
0: exactly it's a, it's a big game it doesn't yeah. matter what you say they, the, people, both teams want to win that and the team that loses says it's a Vicky Mouse trophy
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's equally if you get to the end of the season you can count it in a treble if yeah, you want yeah. if you if,
0: yeah. yeah you won the league cup the Carling Cup and the Community Shield yeah done the treble take it <laughs>
1: that's fair enough
0: all right then, guys. Should we get to go up a couple of messages? Yeah, let's, let's go for it. Uh, all right, I don't know where to start here. I've got a massive one from Jake that I'm kind of dreading. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking
1: huge. That's oh, wild. my God. I've just, I can see a page of
0: A4. Yeah, like, it's a
1: big old one. I don't know whether to do the tapas 11 instead. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, you do, one, you do the message from Jake, right? And if you're listening to this in your car or on your, on your phone, just hit times two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, do you want me to do, wait, do you, should you do the tapas eleven later then? Yeah. All do right. them do the message from Jake. But yeah, if you listen all to right. this right now and it's starting to sound a bit long, just just hit time I'll
0: try my best, all right. I'll try to make it as interesting for you as possible. I'm sure it's really interesting because it's in it's included in the uh... It's a
1: whole sheet of A4. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, let's get started. All right,
0: message from Jake. I used to play with the mate when we were students, very similar to Eggie Boff. It was called Pause. And the basic premise was that whenever one of us said pause, the other one had to freeze in whatever position they were in. I like it. And stand like a statue until the other one who'd paused them said unpause. So, for example, if I was for, uh, paying for a drink and just about to tap my card on the reader and my mate said pause, I'd have to stand there frozen with my card just above the reader while the barmaid was fuming. <laughs> Some of the highlights included me having to pause after a girl I'd fancied for ages had literally just asked me to come home with her. I wasn't done paused <laughs> for another 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> shit-ousery. Pause, <laughs> shit <shit-ousery. laughs> So I stood there like a lemon, unable to respond to this absolute world By the time I was unpaused, she'd left. Yeah. That's outrageous. I paused George just as he was about to tap his Oyster card um, to get out of Paddington Station during rush hour. A
1: massive
0: (laughs) queue. A massive queue (laughs) built up behind him. The ticket inspector came over to tell him to move. This was the closest (laughs) he came to breaking. (laughs) the only unpaused, the only unpaused it when the police involved (laughs) him. (laughs) So, Billy. Oh, it's worth the read. It's worth the read. George paused me whilst on the tube at Debden. I was just about to get off, so I had to stand on the tube facing the door until it got to West Ryslip. (laughs) West Ryslip's the other end of the central line. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Then head back in the same position. That's a two-hour journey of just standing there facing the tube doors and being (laughs) people's way. Luckily, it was quiet, but still a nightmare at Stratford and Shepherd's Bush. Uh, I paused George while we were on the front row at the (laughs) theatre. No. Uh, He'd look down to turn his phone off. I paused him so he couldn't look up. He sat through the entire play, frozen, unable to look up and watch it. The play was Hamilton. He'd waited over a year for the tickets and spent 200 quid to see it, and he looked down the whole time. Brilliant. Last one, it caught on, and a few of us started playing. At one point, it was six of us who played. And you could only be unpaused by the person who initially paused you, very much mm-hmm. like Eggy Boff. Yeah. Similar rules. Uh, we'd go to the pub most Fridays. And without fail, when we sat down with our pints, one of us would be paused for a good 15 to 20 minutes while the person who paused them enjoyed their beer they'd
2: just bought for them. Great game. <laughs>
1: it's a great game. It's Fantas- sensational.
2: It's a fantastic game. The tube one has absolutely tickled me there at the station. Oh, Paddington. I worry the pause
1: thing is like, you almost should be rationed in how many pauses you can give a day because it's need- so, it's too easy to do. Exactly. Eggyboff Boff was rounded down to one shout a day, but I think there's also a
0: time limit on the pause for me. Yeah. I feel like there should be a five to ten minute pause.
1: Yeah, because that's awkward enough, isn't it? It's awkward enough. It's not going to you can't pause for two hours going up and down the central line yeah because we're all going to try this now my problem is it's not really happened to me yet I worry if we say this it's going to say but people often come up to me and talk to me about eggy boff but they just talk about it in a general sense like eggy boff's really fun or I was playing eggy boff the other day no one ever goes eggy boff da 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 to, to me and then you're suddenly in the game I don't know if you boys have had it with people, but this pause thing sounds dangerous. If anyone can come up to us and pause us,
0: no, obviously that's what you got. To be you got to be in a circle of trust. I okay. so like we'd we'd have to say we play this pause game between us. We yeah, all agree fine. that yeah.
1: you can't just come up to someone and pause them. I don't think great. No. I don't know you. I just want yeah. to get the rules got out rules there. Going on because yeah, yeah, equal, yeah. I don't want someone to come up to us out and about pause us and then we look like hypocrites mm. for well can you imagine when you're on Capitol and someone
0: just comes in and pauses you <laughs> and you're about to you're about to interview someone, someone. Phones into
1: the ra- <laughs> in an act of Housery someone phones, phones into the goes, breakfast Chris show Chris Stark I just wow. want to say pause <laughs> 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 like, pre- pretend they want to play a game or something yeah, that we yeah, do yeah, yeah, amazing <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if you are listening please don't do that <laughs> just,
2: just could you imagine that <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, infiltrate your day job <laughs> said, well can we not no we can't not infiltrate we can't, we can't we infiltrate not it now. it's out there now. We're not doing uh,
1: can we just give a bit of uh, credit to whoever it was we I haven't got the name to hand who contacted radio 1 where i used to work um, doing a um uh like a text a text in basically talking all about being parched did you see this one Pete and they did it as a full on shout out it's like shout out to to John and da 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 really parched right now hoping they can I quite like this sort of passing yeah, of the pod yeah, yeah. Yeah. not just with anyone but like in anywhere you know anywhere you think you can get in mm. dart season coming up you know yeah, it's always good you can get it on the it TV cars. on the board you know, pass the pod put it as massive back stronger whatever yeah, you want to yeah. do
0: it's. I love seeing it about just yeah. random places back of back of vans always love you know it. we've seen the, the, the stickers on the in the San Ciro, mm. for instance mm. you know it's great to see
2: Steve, what were you gonna oh, say? Sorry, no, we were talking about passing the pod, wasn't we? And I've just brought something in out of my bag. Um look at this guys. What is this? So this is someone's someone's had this. So so Big Tell um is mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's our agent, or my agent. And uh, he's had this pin done and it says puddings is massive. That <laughs> pin. I do you can see that. There. Oh, we talked about getting one of these so that when you're doing the punditry. Just you know,
0: like sometimes you you know you'll you'll have like a, a little pin. Um you know, raising awareness.
2: Well, we're raising awareness of puddings. Um, so there's... Because puddings a, matter as well. Very massive. So there's a possibility <laughs> that we're going to try and get this, obviously in the punditry scene, um, on the lapel. Great. I'd love to see it. That'd be
1: good, huh? It's quite a classy-looking pudding pin. quite good, isn't it, pin? that? So, yeah,
2: we're Lovely. kind of happy with that.
1: Yeah, and then if you spot it on TV, obviously screen grab it. Exactly. You know, so we're talking
2: yeah. about passing the pod, and if we can... If I'm, well I'm going to do it yeah
1: great so, so there like, we go keep an eye out for that yeah because we say these things we say wouldn't it be great to get a pick I've completely forgotten about that mm. so thank you to everyone that sort of acts on the things that we say and makes it happen mm. and this game of pause I think it's good we've got the rules out there so let's um, let's make this a bit, a, a bit of something that we start to play a bit right, more well listen you know what you just, know? just if you play it let us know how you get on let us uh, know some, some good pauses I
0: mean, yeah. the, the one with the girl that he's fancied for ages and you know I don't know how he's not broken there he's
2: done so well to not break yeah it's a big shout that well played well done Jake okay got cool. so we got a message from James here we've got the we like these ones don't we the uh, Huge fan. The 11s magic Mike one went down a storm I have to say <laughs> oh. it was read
0: fantastically well last
2: week <laughs> Don't ask me to read this out in a Spanish accent, this one. This is I've oh,
0: a... sure it. I'm going
2: hey, to Oh, please. Will you, <laughs> hey. Will you do... You sh...
0: If you going to do the accent.
2: I'm great at accents. He Come loves on. the accents. Yeah. Are you going to go for it?
0: Yeah. Uh, th- I... So this
2: is a tapas oh, 11. No, it's not a tapas 11. It's a tapas
0: Ross, are you good? Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? Yeah, is yeah, our, uh, oh, yeah. our, uh, <laughs> our Spanish connoisseur. You yeah. let me know how I'm getting on, okay. Ross, yeah? Okay hello. <laughs> Come, <on. laughs> Come on. I got a message here from Jarez. Claudia's Cesar Aspil Croquetas. Paella Maldini. Leslie. That was class. Leslie King Prawn Pill
2: Pill. I feel like I'm in a restaurant. <laughs>
0: I don't want Jadon Sancharizo <laughs>
1: That's the best one
0: Jaden Sancharizo Sancho Sancharizo That's too good Jaden oh, San... Sancharizo Amazing um. Oh fuck it's hard this in a Spanish accent How do you say that? Oh. In a... Creme Catalan yeah. Oh Catalan. yeah yeah, yeah. Creme Catalan Smith, <laughs> basically Alan Smith. Alan Smith Catalan, Catalan Smith.
2: <laughs> I love the way you said Smith in, in, in English as well. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> even try to do that in all,
0: Spanish. All over the shop here, I know. Iberico pork, Loftus cheeks. <laughs> <Wow>. Incredible. <laughs> Sangria de males <laughs> I don't get that. Calamari.
2: No sangria. no, sangria. No, Sangria,
0: Sangria de Márez. Oh, yes. What's that? Riyadh Márez. Oh, Sangria Sangria de Márez. doesn't work in the Spanish yeah. accent.
1: Yeah.
0: Sangria de mares. nice. Yeah. Calamari, Wilson? <laughs> <it? laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Padre Ronaldo peppers oh, <laughs> to lovely. finish. Oh. Right, well, I'll tell you what, there's lots to come out of this. <laughs> been a good one there's, there's always stuff that comes out it. we've delved deep into preseason uh, and as always the, the messages make it so keep them coming in uh, we'll see you next week Chumba
2: Hi this is Craig
0: Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses.
1: Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned round to my wife and said, What can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, Let's go to a load of pricks.net. But, Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you?